Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 1405, air date March 1st, 2024. Uh, thanks for having us. I guess, we, do we need to do anything? We're going to play an intro ad, right? Uh-huh, okay. Yeah, there's going to be a, a, a short ad in the beginning. Um, it'll play our intro music. I'm going to go ahead and introduce you, Clint, and just kind of make it as if you're, you know, part of the show and then i'm going to do a light introduction for you dr shiva and then uh have you introduce yourself to the audience uh and explain what it is you do and where you can find your work and then uh honestly wherever the conversation organically goes from there i don't know that you're familiar with our show um but just to give you a heads up we kind of hang out in the fringes um you know as far as conspiratorial thinking uh the the show has a a spiritual aspect to it a supernatural aspect to it so don't be too jarred if we drag you into strange waters is all i'm saying uh you know this might not be we we're probably going to touch on uh covid if you don't mind that as well i think we'll have to change our youtube parameters so that we're no longer on youtube when that's happening either that or we'll risk it all uh but other than that i do anticipate dragging you into some weird places so uh hopefully you look forward to it all right let's have fun (laughs) okay perfect all right uh, so i'll kick us out we'll start the show and then uh do all that shit he said Welcome back to the show, guys. Before we start, a quick announcement. Top and I have teamed up with PurgeSuddenly.com to bring our listeners this awesome opportunity. From now until March 15th, any purchase of Nephilim Death Squad merch from TopLobster.com will enter you automatically into a raffle for a chance to win a triple pack of Purge Advanced Parasite Cleanse and a bottle of Digest Dimes Plus from PurgeSuddenly.com. What if I told you that more people have died from parasites than have died in war? What if I told you that cancer, acne rosacea, multiple sclerosis, and rheumatoid arthritis can all be treated with parasite medication? With the triple pack of Purge Advanced Parasite Cleanse, you can rid your own body of these all-too-common parasites with ingredients like zinc, carrot powder, garlic, black walnut. It's made from all-natural ingredients, not harmful for your body. And on top of it, the Digest Dimes promote healthy gut bacteria and aid in digestion. While you're there, any of the other products, as well as the triple pack and the Digest Dimes, can be purchased with a promo code Nephilim, N-E-P-H-I-L-I-M for 10% off and be entered into this raffle to win a triple pack of Purge Advanced Parasite Cleanse and a bottle of Digestimes Plus from PurgeSuddenly.com. And guys, don't forget, if you're looking for other ways to support the show, you can do so by going to patreon.com backslash Nephilim Death Squad, and you can help us out that way as well. All right, let's get into the show. We are being hypnotized by people like this. News readers, politicians, teachers, lecturers. We are in a country and in a world that is being run by unbelievably sick people. The chasm between what we're told is going on and what is really going on is absolutely Oh yeah, dude. This is Nephilim shit. It's like we all know what's going down, but no one's saying shit what happened to the home of the brave. 
Most importantly, Tower Gang. And our guest today is a fellow New Jerseyan and inventor of email, Dr. Shiva. Dr. Shiva, can you tell the audience a little bit about what it is that you focus on and where they can find your work? And so what part of New Jersey are you from, by the way? I didn't know you're from there. Uh, I was I was born in Elizabeth, and uh, so we were both from very fantastic uh, neighborhoods. And um I moved all over. So I lived in Edison, Woodbridge, uh -huh. Freehold, all the way up north to uh, to Highland Lakes right there at the border where it meets um, New York. So I lived up in the boonies. So a little bit of a little bit everywhere. Yeah. So I'm from Jersey, too. And um, so to get to, to answer your question, what do I focus on? You know, I'm a system scientist and um, it's hard for people to appreciate what that is because they hear those words which are used individually a lot, systems and science. And they think sort of they understand it, but it's a very, very deep science that really goes to the essence of the knowledge that people need to learn today. So if you go back about, you know, 100 years ago or even 60 years ago, um, the elites used to make sure that people weren't fed proper nutrition, particularly in the ages, of, let's say, zero to three. So you basically created dumb people and they could use them to do all sorts of um menial labor that they needed. You know, this was where the caste system really came from, let's say in places like India and other places. This was actually created because of the quality of food that you uh, did not give people. And it took many, many years for people to realize that there's a particular period in your life that you need, essentially you need a certain amount of protein. So in India, for example, in the 60s, there was a, a guy who came from uh, a civil rights reformer who came from the lower caste. And he said, look, my people aren't dumb. You just forcibly don't feed them food. And so he fought to make sure people got at least one good high protein meal, you know, and you see a significant change. So why do I give that uh, example? Because I was, a, you know, a product of that. You know, my parents came from a caste system in India where they weren't supposed to be anything except picking coconuts, really. And, and every caste had a particular job. Um, now you go at something like the scumbag Vivek the snake. He grew up in a caste system. And that's what he really is. I mean, the guy's a complete fucking crook. Um, everything his entire life has been that and anyone who uh, supports him and gives any type of publicity to him should really wake the fuck up because they're basically saying that I'm a house nigger, you know, and they <laughs> their own slavery because that's what he is. And most of these politicians running, that's who they are. But he grew up in an environment of one of the elite Brahmin castes where these people just designated themselves like Zionists who said that they are the chosen people. Um, so, you know, my parents came out of that and I am very, very, it's very personal to me because I've fought that battle and I still continue to fight it. I went to an all Zionist school in New Jersey, Livingston, um, which you may know, you know, the last three years, you know, yes. you know, Kushner's lived there, Christie's from there. So I grew up among these guys and I competed with them, did better than them and that really bugged them. But um, so I come from this world of wanting to understand systems. Now, if you transport that to today, we don't have, you know, you could argue people are getting food. I mean, we could have a whole discussion on food and how 
fucked up the food system is. Hey, Dr. Shiva, yeah. can I ask you a question before I forget? Um, yeah. What's going on between Israel and India? It seems like the Indian people love Zionist Israel. Not, and the, I can't not quite the non Brahmins. The Brahmins do. Okay, so you have to distinguish it. There's one point, whatever, six billion people in India. Um, only a small set of them are the Brahmin elites. And uh, so I, I'll come to that but because it's a really, really good question you're asking. Um, Brahminism equals Nazism equals Zionism. And we'll come back to that. But the bottom line is this. the um, In today's world, in the 1950s and 60s, there was a real development to unravel some of the real fundamental issues of the universe. Um natural laws and there was this big contradiction with the second law of thermodynamics and newton's law of mechanistic laws and that resulted in a field called system science and system science is the food for the brain that you need as much as you need proper nutrition for the physical body so you have a vast majority of human beings who don't understand how systems work and that's why they you have grifters thinking trump is some hero all right or people thinking booby fucking Kennedy's a hero or, or they want to suck off uh, Joe Rogan. All these guys are Zionist cocksuckers. And the <laughs> grifters, that's who they are. And you can look at their history because and you can you can apply a simple scientific litmus test. Um, everyone's quote unquote telling the truth these days. Truth doesn't matter if you tell the truth. Okay, a lot of academics tell the truth. They get academic positions. How fucked you are and this is happening, that's happening. Truth is, in some ways, irrelevant if you don't combine it with two other essential ingredients. When did you tell the truth? Did you tell mm. the truth at the right time when it fucking mattered? And are you telling the truth to immobilize people, to mobilize people, to shatter the swarm? And that's what I've been doing. So if you look at the legs of a stool, yeah, fucker Carlson tells the truth all the time, but he's a fucking CIA operative. Anyone who can't see that needs to have their heads checked, Okay. The guy's been you know, so his his head has been so deep up the Zionist cocksucking swarm's ass his entire life, and he comes from a history of Zionist cocksuckers. All right, suddenly he's acting anti-establishment, and every fucking grifter is chasing his ass. Kim Iverson, every goddamn person. The guy is the swarm, and he exists to fly trap people back to have, you know. Uh, faith in them. Now, getting back to your question. Wait, you know how I know you're right? Because we deal in the conspiracy realm, very like Nephilim, aliens, shit like that. Uh -huh. And uh, Tucker Carlson came out a couple of months ago and he was like, they're interdimensional. I'm saying Alex Jones stuff, saying, but he also did say like, I know more, but I'm, I just really can't say. So it's again, it's yeah. like telling the truth, but not quite. It's called enough. a limited hangout. It's a particular. There we go. I was just going to say a limited hangout, but, but all Tucker while wearing his red Kabbalah bracelet. Yeah, forgot, fucker Carlson, booby fucking Kennedy. These people are very dangerous human beings. They come from the deep state. And you have to look at their entire arc of their history. You, you know, uh, the, you know, the apple doesn't follow uh, fall far, far from the tree. Okay. And, but they have enough deception that they do to manipulate people. So if you look at every once in a while, an issue will come up. Um, the issue of Zionism has been around for, you know, a long time. You know, 1980s, this guy, Mir Kahana, came to Boston, uh, one of the butcherers who worked with Ariel Sharon to uh, butcher a lot of Palestinians. And the same 
movement that you see now, the same liberal Zionist movement, ceasefire now nonsense was going on then. The ceasefire now movement is owned and run by liberal Zionists. Ceasefire now means two steps forward for Israel, one step back, which means Israel keeps making one step forward. But all of those ceasefire now posters are run by one organization and controlled directly by Israel. It's not about ceasefire now. It's about end the occupation of the United States by Zionism. So now we need to understand, go back to your question, what is Zionism? What is Nazism? What is Brahminism? They're the exact, exact same <laughs> political ideologies. And that political ideology is what will determine, uh, your, everyone understanding that is what will determine whether we want to get off the plantation and you know, be a field slave or remain on the plantation. So what do I say this? If you go back to the caste system, the caste system originally was a concept of, uh, you know, we all worked hard. You know, you became a carpenter, you became, um, you know, Clint became a, let's say a good athlete and I became a, you know, scientist and you became whatever, an actor, an artist, right? It was based on your merit. All right, based on your skills, your application. Now, over time, somewhere along the way, um, someone decided, oh, I'm a doctor, my son gets to be a doctor. I'm a priest, my son gets to be a priest, okay? And they created some bullshit saying, oh, the gods said that the priesthood is the number one top caste, you know, uh, then the kings, you know, they created this very hierarchical system, which was no longer based on merit about you working, but it was based on your birth lottery. You see what I'm saying? And it also said that the people on the top, the priesthood, the learned academics were the chosen people and they should tell everyone else what to do. That was Brahmanism. And um, in the eighth century to the 16th- It sounds like you're describing our current political system all the way down to the top of our like mainstream media, the paid, highly paid people. And- you know, I mean, it makes a lot of sense as to why it is that way, because if they do put somebody like you in, you're not from the family, this thing collapses. Because in, in the end, I mean, the you know, the government really isn't anything besides like a, a facade and also a facade of threat. Right. So if they start putting in outsiders, that illusion that they've created, because I don't even think they can act in, enact that much violence on the American people. If there were some we got to get this off YouTube, if there were some kind of uprising. Um, Lost, yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, the observation you're making is very important. Look, the 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 reality of this whole thing is driven by uh, mind control and it requires massive, massive media manipulation and it requires a core philosophy. And the philosophy has to be ingrained into people that a few know better than you. When I did the swarm video, that's what it was trying to get across to people, right? That a small set of people, um, Hollywood, right? A few set of academics, um, a few uh, uh, elite people, they, they actually know better than you. And in a, in a relentless way, every microsecond, this concept, trillions of dollars is spent on this to manipulate people to think this is right, that this is how it should be. And if you look at the current presidential election, I'm the only one who has the credentials and the, you know, who comes bottoms up to be president. You can look at my entire history, four degrees from MIT, inventing things, creating email as a kid, you know, a true American growing up here. How the fuck can you even compare that to Booby fucking Kennedy or Trump? These guys have never worked a day in their lives.
they you know, Dr. Me. Shiva, I do have an important question. You brought yeah. up the uh, inventing of email, which I think is tremendous. But how do you square the idea that had you not invented email, <laughs> Hillary Clinton would have never been able to have found the resurrection chamber of Gilgamesh? Yeah, I don't know, man. A lot of this stuff. I don't know, you know what that is, but I can tell you that. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. This is something that you're you're unfamiliar with. This is exciting. Yeah. I want to tell you about this. So there was these leaked emails. I believe it was the Podesta emails, and uh, Hillary Clinton is we asking you we be for, getting weird. So we're going to drag you into a strange place. Yeah. This is my opportunity. Uh, uh, Hillary Clinton. The emails were leaked. She's asking for the location of the resurrection chamber of Gilgamesh, right? This, uh, this hero of a Sumerian epic and the bodies of the buried Nephilim, meaning the children of the fallen angels and the, uh, and, and human women. And it was one of the many strange things to come out during the, the email scandal that happened when, you know, all of her emails leaked, uh, to be fair, to be fair, she could be talking about fucking children. But uh -huh. for us, this raises a lot of flags and it should for you as well, because you're asking the question, why not? Why can't I get in? And I can tell you why you can't get in. You don't have the right bloodline. That's all. That's like all this shit is about, man. So if you start to look into the bloodlines, which we believe go back to ancient, like some ancient Nephilim stuff, that's who rules the world. Um, if you're not in it, that's just there's your answer. Do you there's ever get that yeah. feeling that it's. There's there's an elitism that goes beyond just a caste system, a caste system that, you know, you've effectively lined out in India. But it's also one of those systems that if it's not broke, don't fix it. Right. It's it's an ancient system. It's very effective. And they apply it. The elites, that is, uh, across many spectrums. Do you ever get the feeling that the reason that you're not in the club is something that that exceeds even just, you know, uh, sort of your your surface level elitism and may go deeper into something like bloodlines? Well, look, uh, among the swarm, right, they have their own rituals, they have their own ethos, they have their own, quote unquote, spirituality, whatever it is, right? They create their own worlds, they have their own competitions, right? So if that's part of their ritual, that makes sense. But here, we're not here to compete with the swarm. We're not here to compete in their plantation. We're here to get off their plantation. So my running for president has no illusions that uh, the fraud that they do to make sure people stay out is quite multi-layered, right? First of all, they make sure that you're not given visibility, step one, right? That's the first level of fraud. Who even gets on the uh, uh, any visibility, right? So they take this fool Vivek the snake overnight, they find him and he's promoted, right? Another brown skinned guy who happens to repeat the stuff I'm saying. This is not, ha this is not happenstance or Obama, right? It is engineered, so that's one. The second level of deception, you know, or the 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 fraud that they do, is make sure um, you can't even get on the ballot legitimately, which we did do, and we kept doing. And when you overcome those two hindrances, then the third level is they suddenly cancel all the debates. There's no more debates. And then the last piece of the fraud that they do, which I was which I was the one to uncover, was what they do with the machines and the signature verification. You know. In our work so they have four levels of deception so obviously they they do not want anyone like us in but check this out if i hadn't run in 2018 against elizabeth warren in 2020 we would have never exposed the backdoor portal into twitter right which is what we did in 2020 long before twitter files and fucker carlson did his limited hangout okay it was us who exposed the fact that the 
machines have a weighted race feature. So by the fact that one of us participates and jumps in, which they do not expect, we're able to uncover things and bring it out to people and mobilize people in a way that has not been done. So that's a good thing. So Bishima, now, yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. Weren't yeah. you on, you were on tinfoil hat years before the 2020 election saying that, right? Because oh, yeah. that's when I first heard you. Yeah, I mean, look, so that's why I'm saying fucker Carlson. I call him fucker Carlson. Is that in 2020, when I ran for office, it's all, you can go to winbackfreedom.com. It's all there. You know, half a billion people know about this all over the world. When we ran, you know, on September of 2020, we, we were headed to win that election. 3,000 volunteers, 25,000 bumper stickers. We were everywhere. We raised $2 million on a Republican primary in Massachusetts, which is a pure blue state. The GOP colluded with the Democrats to flip votes. In the only county in Massachusetts, the all-white uh, working-class community of Franklin County, we won by 10 points, where all the ballots are hand-counted primarily. And every other county was 60-40, 60-40, 60-40, to a guy who didn't even have one lawn sign up. And that's when I realized that election fraud takes place in the United States at that level. I filed the FOIA request to get the ballot images, the digital images that should be preserved. The Massachusetts government had deleted them, 1.5 million of them. I tweeted out on Twitter, Massachusetts deleted 1.5 ballot images that went viral. And then I get thrown off Twitter. First time I've ever been thrown off. I, I had to file the lawsuit in federal court because we were still running for Senate as a write-in candidate. And in those cross-examination hearings, it was myself and the judge who uncovered that the government of the United States and the government of every country has created a backdoor censorship portal into Twitter. We exposed that first. We got the preliminary injunction first. And Kennedy's people came to our thing and were taking crib notes. Same with the uh, all the people in the Missouri versus Biden stuff. They were jealous that this guy exposed it. Why? Because we're not part of even their fake anti-establishment swarm. You follow what I'm saying? They didn't want to give any limelight to us. You can go look at winbackfreedom.com, the communications we sent to Glenn Greenwald and fucker Carlson, who I've spoken to before. He did nothing. He intentionally concealed this lawsuit because it would give us limelight. We would be the heroes of the hour. They don't want to do that, even though we did the actual hard work. I mean, you cannot imagine that I filed those lawsuits by myself and it was us against seven lawyers, me against seven lawyers. The head of Wilmer and Hale, which is Twitter's law firm, could not believe I did those lawsuits myself. She goes, these are too good. Okay, that's how good our, my lawsuits were. And anyway, in May of 2021, we uncovered all the playbooks, step-by-step -step, uh, detailed drawings, which Mike Benz, another operative, has stolen from me. And fucker Carlson featured him. And every other fucking grifter promotes Mike Benz, knowing we were the ones who did it first. Why? Because they have to suck the Zionist cock of fucker Carlson to keep getting their views. Seriously, that's what they- I ask you this, Dr. Shiva, what is your, in your opinion, what is the point of this limited hangout? What is the what is it designed to do? This slow dissemination of information that people who are in the fringes, who would be considered conspiracy theorists, already believe they have a firm grasp on. But now, fast forward a couple of years down the line, these things are allowed to come to light, yeah, but they're permitted. allowed to come yeah. to light through certain yeah, they're permitted through certain mm -hmm. mouthpieces and only on a slow drip. What is the point of that? You see this yeah, a yeah, lot so, through so, comedy so, as well. Yeah. Yeah, so, so let me just correct you on a couple of theory there, right? First of all, they did not expect me to run for 
an office for Senate, an engineer, a guy from below. I should have been co-opted a long time ago, right? So that is sort of a wrench in their entire thinking, right? Um, so number two, when we discovered this, we went direct and there was a period in 2020 when the censors had not caught up. We got it out. But the reason, there's two parts, two answers to your question. First of all, why um, did they not, and uh, and it's related, why did they not highlight what we did? Why did Tucker Carlson and Glenn Greenwald, who's part of all this, okay, did not highlight what we did? Two reasons. A, they know I am not a house nigger, okay? I'm off the fucking plantation. No, we should use that word, by the way. It's a very important, we're all, we do, we are all niggas on the white liberal plantation. Everyone should use that word and should tra train their kids to use that. It is not a black world or the white world. We have black, white. It's actually the only word my kid knows. Right. It's a very important word. Okay. So we're all slaves. Some of us have chosen to get off the plantation. Now, so I don't owe shit to anyone. I have, you can look at my entire history. I fought the Indian government. I could have been co-opted in Hollywood, co-opted at MIT. I didn't. So they say, fuck, this guy's off the plantation. Okay. He's fled us. We cannot give him any publicity because if we do, more people are going to come to him. Joe Rogan intentionally concealed our stuff. All of these guys did. However, if you now realize that they also must, they know the truth is going to come out. So in December of 2022, when Musk, when I was put back on Twitter, Musk thought I would bow down to him. And the day he put me back on Twitter, um, my question to him was, will you make me your CEO? You claim you're for free, free speech. That got around 20 million views. You can go see it. And then I said, Elon, are you going to remove the backdoor portal to Twitter? Uh, Clayton Morris asked him in an open Twitter space, hey, Dr. Shiva, expose the entire backdoor portal into Twitter in 2020. How do you conform that to your position on being a free speech absolutist? And he acted like a fucking dummy. He goes, ooh, that sounds like big brother. I'll get back to you. And he never did. So the point is, they knew that I'm still here, right? And I still exist. So what the fuck do we do? So then they did Twitter files, which was a limited hangout released to what I did. Then they did, then Tucker, Fucker Carlson puts Lee Fang on. And The Intercept is a total limited hangout institution run by Pierre Omidyar, who's the one who created the backdoor portal to Twitter. He's the one who funded it. It's in that diagram. And Lee Fang, another fucker, doesn't even, you know, he puts this breaking story. Oh, we found the the backdoor portal to Twitter, which is basically a plagiarism, a small very a small plagiarism of my lawsuit. All right, so they did the drip, but the reason they do the drip to answer your question is they must make the house slaves always think the swarm is going to save them. You see, in the old days, they used to just shoot people, right? Open fascism. People rose up, we just execute you. Then they realized, shit, we can't do that because we're creating martyrs. And we don't want to create martyrs. We don't want to create heroes for them. We don't want to create Malcolm X's. So they said, what we're going to do now is we're going to create fake Malcolm X's. We're going to create fake martyrs. Booby fucking Kennedy, Bernie fucking Sanders, Tulsi Gabbard, a warmonger. That's what she really is, right? You know, Floyd. Trump is the biggest fucker of the white working class in this country. I mean, go look at WWE shit he's doing with Vince McMahon and just transport that to what the fuck he does with this election. It's the same thing, right? So they have, so they've created a whole, you know, uh, 
league of these fake martyrs, Elon Musk, Joe Rogan, to and they say after the shit has hit the fan, after the uh, house is burned down, then they'll talk stuff. And the goal of that is to keep people stuck to them. And this is why the science of systems is so important because they're like those dumb kids who didn't get enough food between zero to three. So you have a bunch of dumb people who didn't understand, they didn't get the knowledge of this dynamics of manipulation. And without that knowledge, people will always go one day. I mean, 60% of people who voted for Obama then voted for Trump. And then they'll vote for Tulsi Gabbard and they'll uh, push Booby or they'll push Fucker Carlson, you see? So they have it down to a science because talk is cheap, right? And they confuse people to think if you say enough good things that you must be a good person, right? When you never, you're, you look at in th these people's entire trajectories, they've done everything always for the establishment. It, it also is it, it also ahead, enables it, it enables the the uh the vitriol amongst the population to to decrease because if they go uh, it's so obvious yeah. i'm being lied to i'm being lied to i've spent years they locked me down they forced this thing in my body they made it so that i couldn't i couldn't work they masked my kid my kid's now suicidal and thinking that they're transgender well but now here comes tucker carlson and he says you're right everything they did to you was wrong are we going to do anything to fix it no no we're not but you're right, and that's that's enough for a lot of people just to just to feel as the if there is there, is there is there is someone who's fighting for them, even if they're not. Yeah, there's there a very... the famous thirty uh, third degree Freemason uh, author of the book Morals and Dogma, Albert Pike, who's famously quoted as saying, um, "When the people are in need of a hero, we shall provide one for them." Mm -hmm. And so this is you know. Uh, one of those other systems, if it's not broke, don't fix it. It works well. It's been around for a while. Yeah. I mean, I think the, the, uh, the you know, there is a, you guys know about this in this, in the, in the mid sixties, the CIA did a lot of work oh. in, uh, with mammals and animals, very gross experiments and particularly dogs, uh, this area called learned helplessness where, um, so uh, you guys know this experiment? They, they, they no. so they took three, they took, um, groups of dogs, they would put them into a room. Um, so you had one room here and another room next to it. And um, the dogs were, uh, one set of dogs would go in and the room would be electrocuted, okay? And the dogs <laughs> knew to hit a buzzer. When they hit the buzzer, a door would open to let them jump out, okay? All right, so dogs, so one set of dogs knew to hit the buzzer, they'd leave. Another set of dogs, when they got the electrocution, um, no matter how many times they hit the buzzer, nothing happened. Okay. And uh, those dogs were essentially trained to be in learned helplessness. When they put those dogs in the room again and the electrocution started, they didn't even bother hitting the buzzer anymore. Okay. So the frontal lobe of the brain uh, remodels um, very rapidly, in fact. Okay. So you can actually teach people. Um, that, well, you can't do anything. See, fucker said, yep, blah, blah, blah. It's just the way it is. Oh, yeah, see, there's election fraud. That's just the way it is, right? So this is a, and you have to look at fucker Carlson's background. His father ran one of the uh, leading intelligence disinformation agencies in the U.S. government. He wanted to be in the intelligence agency. Most people know 90% of mainstream media is run by the CIA in the United States. So you don't get to be the chief anchor at Fox News without being part of the government. 
So anyone who, so this is where the stupidity happens, where people think this guy suddenly left Fox News and now he's working for independently when, you know, uh, Twitter is completely a government controlled um, engine because the backdoor portal to Twitter still exists as my lawsuit exposed and Musk has done nothing because where Elon Musk begins and where government ends, nobody knows. All right. He's, he's wholly dependent on government. Everything he does is essentially uh, uh, a an act, right, to keep this facade going, right, to keep this theater going. So if you look over the last six months, you will see the creation of this neo-swarm establishment media. Alex Jones, right, Joe Rogan, Fucker Carlson, Elon Musk, Vivek the Snake, right, all these people, um, the day that... Um, uh, <laughs> Fucker Carlson did that interview with that operative, Mike Benz, who literally wholesale plagiarized my material. Oh, my God. Booby Kennedy says this guy should get a National Hero Medal. And all of Booby's people came to our lawsuits in 2020. They know I'm the one who did the work. I mean, it's wholesale stealing. It's totally robbing. But they're absolutely fine with this because they cannot have the darkie from Newark, New Jersey, who got off the plantation ever get the limelight because I'm leading an independent movement because I'm teaching like Caesar in Planet of the Apes for all the other monkeys to, you know, rise up. And they cannot have that. They cannot have that because, and I wouldn't do it either. I wouldn't put me on any of their shows either because it'd be deadly to them. Yeah. So, well, what happens if you do get put on now? Put on where? I don't know. What if, like, what if Tucker Carlson reaches out to you? He's then what, gonna, then he, what happens? Well, he, he won't do it. It's going to be over for him. It will have to be live. Not pre-recorded. Okay. Yeah, that's a. I do everything live because I don't like to. Hide yeah, he, shit from the he people. won't do it because he people will realize what a fucker he is, and all of his audience. Basically, he is taking advantage of the white working class in this country, and that's what him and Trump's role was to manipulate the white working class. The American white working class is the most powerful group on this planet, but they've been castrated by fucking Trump by fucking. Rogan, by fucking Elon Musk, by all these people claiming that they're right wingers fighting for them. Because the white American working class is the only group on the planet which has the first and second amendments and a number of other rights. And it has been a long policy since the 1800s started out in Britain to make sure that the American working class is completely deballed of the, the exercising those rights. And that's what they've been doing. And this is a really, really unfortunate situation. This is why Trump was brought in. If you believe elections are selections, Trump was a selection. And I know because I was in the middle of all of this shit. So, yeah. Dr. Shiva, let me so let me say something. and I'm going to ask you a question. Um, yeah. What you're describing, it's like, so obviously we operate in the woo. But what you're describing is a form of like physical alchemy, where if you're you're actually physically changing the the makeup of someone's brain. This is almost magic that we're dealing in. And and I don't think the American public looks at what we're doing as like some kind of actual dark magic. You're talking about families, old families, occult knowledge. They know this stuff. It's passed down. And like like just uh, I was wearing a shirt that said for make 432 hertz great again because they changed the the frequency of music from 432 to 440 because they know that it has some kind of physical alchemical it, it can cause an imbalance or maybe manipulate you in a certain way. Um, but saying all that, you you have a systems program. 
And uh, is this systems program sort of like working in the opposite direction? Can you explain what exactly yeah. that is as it pertains to? Yeah, so, yeah. so you're asking a really good question. Look, so the work of Ilya Pergroni, who, who won the Nobel Prize in um, physics, he should have, you know, his work doesn't get enough um, highlight. But so here's been this fundamental question on this question of alchemy, okay? And what you're asking, it's a, it's a really cool question. So a lot of people don't know Isaac Newton, he was in two worlds. Isaac Newton, and you know, this in, in the mid 1600s, he discovered the laws of motion, right? Which he wrote in Principia. What people also don't know, half of Isaac Newton's work was also in uh, mysticism. A lot of his papers got burned. In fact, he did more work in mysticism than he did in classical mechanics. But anyway, when the works of Newton came out, where um, his works basically uh, used mathematics to, to describe the motion of objects, right? The motion of particles. Now, this the day that Newton presented his work, the same day the religious priesthood also got even more angry, okay? So you had the real uh, separation of science and um, religion. And why? Why, because if you look at Newton's laws, what was he actually saying? If you look at Newton's equations, it predicts that uh, using those equations, you could predict the motion of every planet, right? You could predict the motion of any object or projectile forward in time, but also backward in time. So what this means is Newton's equations basically reveal that if we live in a mechanistic world, we live in a clock, right? Everything can be predicted. So think about what that means. Using math and using the laws of motion, we could predict things into the future and we could predict things into the past. So let that just settle in, what that means. That means I know exactly where the earth is gonna be at a certain point in time and I know where it was a thousand years ago. So this really affected the priesthood of the time because they said, shit, if this is true, we don't have any power or this is the way they interpreted it. We don't have any power over people because we're saying, you know, there is a God and you're, uh, praying to God can change your future. Miracles, right? You're bowing down and believing in a higher being. But if Newton's equations are saying everything is predictable and time can be predicted in the past and the future of a mechanistic view of the universe. So this separation of science and religion went on for about um, 300 years. Oh, th about 200 years. Um, and in the 1800s, when the, the laws of thermodynamics were uncovered, they said, wait a minute, that everything in the universe goes into the state of disorder. It's not perfectly organized, right? Newton's laws say everything's organized, you know, planets go around suns and all this kind of stuff, right? But the second law of thermodynamics said, if I, you know, take this bottle and I put a little blue ink in here, it just disperses to the greatest disorder, right? If I, if someone comes in and opens up a little perfume bottle in that corner of the room, it goes everywhere. The universe actually likes to go to disorder. And so this became a big contradiction. If the universe likes to go to disorder, then why are there all this organization when you look out, right? Why is there a human being? Because if, this, if the second law is true and entropy you know, maximizes itself, there should be nothing. So a guy called Boltzmann tried to answer this and he really, and he was sort of poo-pooed. It was only 1957 that uh, Pergroni's work found some fascinating stuff in physical chemistry where they would see these random chemical reactions taking place and suddenly out of randomness would come beautiful order and then would go to randomness again and other types of beautiful patterns. 
So what was concluded was that in the in the in the natural state, there's infinite disorder, okay, chaos, right? That's a natural state of the universe. And under certain conditions, we have these systems that emerge, what we call ordered universes, like a mechanistic world. Now, why is this important? This means that we're if you look at the mechanistic path, that where does that lead to? That leads to a world thinking, oh, this whole thing's a simulation. I can create robots, I can control people, I can gather enough data, I can predict what Clint's gonna think tomorrow, what you're gonna buy tomorrow. You see what I'm saying? The mechanistic view basically says that everything is pre-ordered. I just need to gather enough data and I could predict the next thing Dr. Shiva will say tomorrow, okay? Now that goes against a different concept. What if a human being is not part of that mechanistic world, but their thoughts, their free will, can move the universe into a state of consciousness where you create self-organizing systems. So when one monkey figures this shit out, wait a minute, I understand how this systems works. I understand the nine principles of all systems, which you learn in engineering control system theory. Then you become an unpredictive force. You can, this is why I was able to predict what Booby Kennedy was about, what Trump was about years ago, because you, you're using these physical principles. It's so obvious. And now if you start passing on that consciousness to others, that is something that they did not predict, you see? So what emerges is what's called a self-organizing system. That means like individuals who raise their consciousness, it's like the 100 monkey thing, right? One monkey in one island figures out how to crack the coconut, another one, they don't know how, learns it. Now in physics, we know that particles communicate with each other, they don't know how. So there's something else going on here. And now the elites in the 50s and 60s, they learned the science of systems and they kept it to themselves. If you want to talk about the alchemy, and I used to teach system science at MIT. George Soros is one of the leaders in system science on reflexivity theory. All of the elites that I talk about in the swarm know the science of systems. They do not want us to be self-organizing systems. This fucks it all up. And that yeah, you become less predictable. Less well, predictable, but this each... is why this is why they came down on the J Sixers like an anvil because like they're they're running these psychological operations. They're supposed to have already imbued in us uh, learned helplessness, as you described it earlier. And if we if we suddenly act as if we aren't helpless, well then then they will demonstrate. Oh yeah, the, hey by the way, the state still has teeth. Like don't don't get it twisted. We've just been we've been allowing you to think that you're real boys, but we'll show you that you're puppets too. It's it's interesting that you say that if only if only we act like we don't even have to actually be self-sustaining or like unpredictable. If only you act like, then the system crashes. That's how fragile it is. And that's why you see so much control. Like this the whole COVID thing was it just it just feels like they're getting towards the end of it because their reactions uh to what people are doing have become obvious and like overdrawn in I a think, way. I think that the 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 protocols that they utilize are they are entropic. Like the, they are actually deteriorating because as as it yeah. becomes more and more painful for the people that are living under this system, it becomes less and less tenable for them to permit it to to continue. Uh, which is why I think it's fascinating. You'll see these parents who like this that one bitch that was saying she's got two trans kids at home that was going viral on the internet yesterday. And you're like, oh yeah, you're never waking up. In fact, you you are uh, uh you know part of the destruction of civilization. But then you see these other mothers at at parent teacher conferences that are fucking flipping out and they're like they're ready to burn shit down. And I'm like, this is this is the divide. 
uh, amongst the people now. It's like those that that are are rising up and those that will literally never rise, like the actual slave class. What's funny about it is that the slave class is completely convinced of their superiority. They think that they are actually uh, they're they're the brilliant ones because they listen to whatever fucking Rachel Maddow or Tucker Carlson for that matter says and and and, and internalize it and can pop it and repeat it. But in reality, I think that the the true the true hope if there is any hope <laughs> is the people that are, uh, you know, starting to actually fight, yeah. fight back. Shout out to Michael Malice, who I don't really watch anymore, but uh, he, he always points out these people are not impressive. Oh, and they're like, so since, unimpressive, bro. Dude, yeah. especially now that I, I, I've, I've interviewed so many, you know, high profile people and uh, certainly some of them are impressive, but the vast majority of people that I interact with, I interact with like really, you know, highly acclaimed folks. And you're just like, eh. I had a, yeah. I had a congressional representative on my show. <laughs> last week and i was like this lady's like 85 iq like honest to god it's crazy well one of, one of the things i think you cannot underestimate as a following you say in engineering system science um there are these nine principles that came out that are used in every modern system the elites know this quite well so don't underestimate them you say there is a thinking um it's sort of a magical thinking which thinks that um one day things are going to get really bad um, and then the masses will rise up. You see what I'm saying? That if you oppress people enough, they'll rise up. And this used to be a, a thinking that revolutionary leaders had in the 1900s. And it turns out it's not true. It turns out that the more you oppress people, oppression leads to greatest oppression. It's, a, it's not true that if you suppress people, they rise up. Um, so the, the reality is that there are periods in history where you have a chance to sit back and actually study and learn and mobilize people, really understand the physics of what's going on. And that's when movements occur. Because so what, when, what is it that makes people finally rise? Obviously, it has happened historically. Well, yeah. It sounds like you're going there. So go ahead. Yeah. So, so Clint, so, so what happens is, again, it gets back to the fundamental understanding of what I call system science. And this is why the elites do not want us to learn this. Look, I used to teach this to PhD students at MIT. And I realized that this fundamental knowledge as I keep explaining was is as important as getting the right food to eat. Because what this knowledge reveals is this concept of a self-organizing system. And the self-organizing system, so let me give you the experiment and I'll come back to this. If I if you guys were in this, if you guys were looking into a fishbowl, imagine you're looking into a fishbowl, and into that fishbowl, um, and let's say there's a fan below. So you know, if I put stuff in there, they should be blowing around, but containing that fishbowl. Imagine I put a bunch of white little ping pong balls and you're outside that fishbowl and lots and lots of ping pong balls, millions of them. What would color would you see? You would see white, right? But because all those ping pong balls are moving around randomly. Now imagine I took, cleaned it out and I put in black balls. What would you see? A beautiful black, all black, right? What would happen if I suddenly put in half black, half white ping pong balls. You would see, you would think you'd see gray, right? Because they're going to be randomly mixed, that's entropy. Pixelated. Right, yeah. pixelated, about a gray color. So in these experiments called chemical clocks, what they uncovered was under certain conditions, suddenly the entire screen that you were looking at would become bands of black, white, black, white, black, white, which shouldn't occur. It should be random and it would hold. And then, or black, white, black, white, this way, or different patterns that are very ordered patterns. Um, 
And the conclusion was, this is what's called a self-organizing system. So under the right conditions, with the right communication, what's called a, a system emerges, which has order to it, all right? So this is what Pergroni discovered. The simple example is if you take a, a, a pot of water or a pot of oil, don't do this, right? And you start heating it, first it'll look like random bubbles and at a certain temperature it'll form into these beautiful patterns, a self-organizing system. And then at another temperature, it'll go into randomness and it'll form again. So out of chaos comes order. So that's like the, the theory of somatics, you know, it's like a vibration on a yes. plate with sand. Yeah. For, yeah. So, so there are, uh, so, uh, so the reality is that how these molecules communicate, that's what the physicists say they're communicating. So to your question, um, Clint is one individual who raises their consciousness and becomes the observer of all of this illusion becomes a very powerful being because you're able to see things as they truly are. And that is the science of systems. Now, if one person learns that, Clint, and another person learns it, and another person learns it, we will create a self-organizing system, which I'm not going to predict. The old model of change was you, you a bunch of band of guerrilla warriors got together, and they said, we're going to go take up arms, we're going to fight. It was still a top-down model. You see what I'm saying? But in this model, we're talking about raising people's consciousness to the observed understanding of this manipulation that takes place, the physics of it. And my view is if enough people learn it, there will be a new system that emerges that we can't even predict what that is. Sure. But for me to try to go, people say, well, what do you, why are you teaching this? Why do you want to, what's your end goal? I said, I don't have an end goal. The goal is to raise consciousness because then you get caught up in that old trap of me trying to manipulate a world to create the utopia that I think is right, which right. ends up in fascism. You, you don't want to be the technocrat. You want to end the technocracy. It's, yes. It's you want to give you people the, yeah. So in many, many ancient meditation techniques, um, the ultimate idea of meditation is when you either repeat a mantra or you're sitting, observing the breath, whatever you, there's many techniques. You're trying to become the observer and you're trying to observe yourself. So you see things as they are. So when you see things as they are, that is a very different state. And what we are trying to do is to say, look, over here is this world you're fucking seeing in the political world. And you have to apply it to politics, okay? Because it's a wonderful place to learn a lot. Booby Kennedy, you know, all these people, these are all characters. And their job is to sucker you in. They're the disturbances, we say, in system science. So you go off your goal. There are nine principles in system science. A goal, you know, the inputs, outputs, the, the concept of movement of energy, transport, the conversion of energy, um, and then the storage of energy, and then the, the ability for you to sense it and redirect it, okay? Um, the elites know how to do that. They have a very clear goal, power, profit, control. And they have a disturbance that they put to us to always keep us in their plantation. Once you understand this dynamic, you just see it so obvious. Yeah. They have no intention of us pursuing our goal, which is truth, freedom, health. Their goal is to maximize power, maximize power, maximize control. So how do we get out of this? We have to become observant of this process, right. this systemic process. It's an education and then a kind of a self-enlightenment process. Uh, quick question for you. Do you have any uh, theoretical uh, understanding or, or an answer as to how these particles are communicating and, and what the, is this God consciousness? Like, what do you think? It is? I don't know, man. It's, it's a really cool thing. I wish I had more time to explore it. But, 
but it's it's you're asking a very central question, Clint. Um, so there is communication among particles. So in 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 uh, engineering systems theory, there are three types of phenomenon: information, matter, and energy. Now Claude Shannon, the great information theorist, said information. He he. So information, matter, and energy. He related information uh, to energy, which he said information is negative entropy. Okay, Einstein, you know, integrated energy and matter equals mc squared, right? In the ancient Indian systems, yogic systems, right? They had the concept of unmanifest energy, which is basically nothingness, and out of that a thought emerges, information, and that thought through energy materializes everything you see here, right? So it's obvious thought, which I don't think we fully understand what thought is. Mm -hmm. um, uh, through, Question for you, doctor. Huh? Do you think any of our thoughts are our own? Uh, we we spoke great. with licensed psychotherapist Jeremy Rosinski. He thinks that they're entities, uh, whether you're vibrating on a certain level, yeah. whatever entities reach you is where you get these ideas. What, what do you think? Well, you're, you're asking a very profound question. Look, if you have spent some time in different types of meditative exercises, you will realize that as you're sitting there, you have all these thoughts come, da-da-da-da-da, all these distractions. And at a certain point, you see yourself being the eternal observer, okay? You know, I am that I am, all right? That thing, right? Um, that's, you know, so... so it, this is a very important point. What is that eternal observer? And is that eternal observer one mind, you say? But you do realize in different par parts of your life um, that certain thoughts you get may be downloads, right? Or may be coming from a different point, okay, of consciousness. <clears throat> Many of the ideas that I have gotten have come at typically three in the morning. The creation of cytosol, Ooh, the creation of echo. <laughs> yeah, um, you see these things, uh, you visualize these things. I learned at a very, very young age, my great-grandfather taught me how to meditate when I went back to India when I was 12. And you learned how to observe the, the, the mind and visualize things. And these are very, very powerful techniques. Now, the problem is these techniques can be used for black magic um, because you can visualize certain things and you can materialize pretty much anything you want. You realize that you are a walking Adam Baum and I, by the time I was 15, 16, I could pretty much materialize anything I wanted. And I could, we could have a longer discussion on this. So by the time I was 17, I started realizing, wow, we could do pretty much anything we want. And I went into an interesting state, not a, uh, a deep reflection, wanting to wonder why, if I could do this, what should I do? Because you could do anything you want. Is it goal to make a bunch of money? Is it goal is to have immense, right? You, yeah. And I realized that the alt, so you have to use these powers uh, from a realm of, uh, you can take a position of, um, you can use them for great good or great darkness. Yep. Um, so and you have I to do this self-reflection to understand where do you want to use it? So you have books like The Secret or Anthony Robbins or all these techniques. Now these are powerful techniques, but they don't give people the value system on why you should use these techniques. Now in ancient, ancient systems, of yoga, when, you know, between the age of zero to 12, your parents brought you up, you know, and they let you be mischievous, et cetera, be a child. But at the age of 12, you were typically given to a teacher, like a Jedi master. And that teacher 
job was to you know make you a whole human being and it was an interesting model the reason they did this was because they didn't want the parent you know the parent the parents also having to be the teacher and and kids always seem to hate their parents right so the parents never seem to get the you know they end up getting the worst of both worlds but the teacher's job was to make you a whole human being now what's interesting is during that period they didn't teach you meditation and yoga and karate right it was more they taught you to work hard, to have disciplines, right? To show up on time, uh, to keep your bed clean, right? All this kind of basic shit to serve other human beings, to be respectful. After many, many years of training, a decade of training, then within a few seconds, the master would transmit to you the knowledge of yoga and meditation. It was the end of a process, you see? They wanted to see, were you a good, kind human being? Now it's all fucking flipped. All these new age people, I'm going to teach you yoga and meditation, come here. And then you're producing these narcissist yoga Nazis if you see them. So we flipped the model. So people are going and learning these methods without having the moral integrity to be good human beings, how they use them. So you do have, getting back to your question on alchemy, you have people who use these methods for great, great evil because they don't have any moral fiber where it came from. So the, the goal of a real teacher was to develop you to see were you a good human being? Would you help somebody, right? Um, he would give you tasks to do. Would you work hard, right? Would you be persistent in getting a job done? Would you give up in the middle? Would you be disciplined, right? All these things were built in. And then you were taught yoga and meditation. Yoga and meditation were the end of a process, not the beginning. Right. It was like wax yeah, on Shiva. Karate Kid. Real, real quick, real quick, I got to tell a quick story because uh, I I discovered meditation in my mid twenties, um, and as you guys know, by the time I was in my early thirties, I was a millionaire. And I, you know, the reason yeah. the reason that I, um, I I wasn't using meditation for that purpose, but what I realized through the meditation process is that that this is also the reason that Tony Robbins talks about goal setting and writing down your goals, and this is why so many people talk about that. It's like. To me, when you're in a meditative state and you're in that observer mode, that's the only time that you're really you. The rest of the time when my body is actually like going and doing things throughout the day and I have all of these, uh, you know, these or these thoughts that are just popping up over and over again, I'm, I'm basically out of control. I'm like a like a robot and I'm just I'm just going. I'm just like an automaton. I'm just going. But in this meditative state and, and once you realize that and then you set these goals, if and and most importantly, if you've been raised right and you have moral character and and these traits that have been imbued in you through your parents or, or whatever aspects of your life well once you have these goals set your your day-to-day -day behavior where, where you're not really consciously thinking about it just draws you in that in that trajectory um and i i think that's like that's why i've been successful in basically everything i've done is that once i set these goals they i'm very singular minded and they just stick with me and like everything i do throughout the day constantly i'm just going 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 and it's not it's not tiresome it doesn't it doesn't you know absorb much of my energy i just go um but i think that there's huge value in that and this is why people always say write down well, your goals but it's there's more system, to it than that right yeah. like because i yeah I'm, yeah you build the system exactly yeah i'm of the same mindset like uh actually that, it's funny how like your your entire what you're doing here kind of i mean that's kind of why i'm here i listened to you i was driving a truck one day and uh you know as things get worse and worse i just decided like I'm going to go and move off. I didn't, I wasn't even doing any kind of social media stuff. And uh, basically from like influences like yours and others, I've kind of just decided to go off and be my own person, quit a, a state job that I had, open my own business. 
And it's like, it is like, a, there's a form of systems, but there's also a form of influence that you're talking about. Like there's this like subconscious manipulation or conscious manipulation that you're doing to wake up another person. Yep. And now my goal, I guess, is is I'm doing the same shit, but with yeah. like exactly. what I'm and, good and at. This is, this is exactly what Dr. Shiva's, you know, plan is essentially is that to replace the technocracy, but, but allow, like inspire enough people to, to have uh, elevated consciousness. And, you know, the fact that I could help you on that journey is incredible. Obviously I had no idea uh, that I was doing that when I was just screaming into a microphone. But uh, I think that that's, that's what we need more of is like, and, and what's cool about it is like, you don't know the exponential uh, consequence of that. Like, because I, because I did it now I have, I don't know how many, dozens hundreds of people that are doing the same thing and you know that's that's where you can make a real change in the entire overarching system versus just kind of having an individual life that's one of satisfaction can i share yeah. something with you guys please absolutely can i do that on this uh screen here uh yeah you oh, can share yeah. you can present and then i'll bring it up yeah let me present here um i'll be right back this 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 will give you some context here can you guys see this yep very small, but yeah, we can see it. Okay. I can make it a little bit bigger. Okay. Let me bring it up for our viewers here. Okay. So the reason I wanted to bring this up to you is that it's very pertinent to our discussion. You see, um, when I was growing up, you know, my grandmother practiced an ancient system of Indian medicine and yoga. Okay. It was called Siddha. All right. Siddha means enlightened. Ayurveda is a modern thing, but Siddha included all the yoga systems and martial arts, et cetera. And I saw her, uh, you know, heal people using this ancient system of medicine where she would observe people's face, right? Do all these techniques. And then when I went through my MIT, you know, education, I learned control system science. And it was in many years later, in 2008, nine, when I went back to India, I had a big aha moment. And I realized that all these ancient systems of yoga and medicine were actually related to um, engineering system science. So I discovered the missing link. And so let me, so I'll, you know, so this paper is a very interesting paper because I don't write a lot of papers, but this was written, I published in the Journal of Systems of Systems Engineering. But the paper really begins with looking at the history of Western medicine, okay? I'll just give you, sir, as I scroll through this. So the history of Western medicine really comes out of wartime medicine, very reductionist about putting a soldier back on the field, right? So it was good for that, but it was, you know, someone's heart is something happened or his lungs are perforated, you gotta get him back, right? So Western medicine, that was really the modern healthcare system. We've created pharmaceuticals, drugs, et cetera. The paper discusses that. Now that's called reductionism, where you look at a whole system, you don't look at the whole system, but you look at the parts. Now the field of systems biology really came out in 2003. Western medicine said, shit, this is not working. Look at what the healthcare costs are, right? We spend more and more money on R&D, less and less even drugs are being found. So systems biology was a field that I went back to MIT to study. And systems biology has this view of, of, of the body, right? You have genes and proteins and mRNA and, you know, so, but basically you build up the body from understanding genes and proteins. So people spend millions of years, man hours, you win a Nobel Prize for figuring out a structure of a protein, right? So we're trying to figure out the whole organism by understanding the parts. Now, so this paper discussed that. And then I, what I did in this paper was I said, look, let's go to engineering systems theory. Now, if you take an engineering systems course at MIT, 
they will first teach you what's called the dumb system, input and an output. The movement of information, matter, and energy, which is called transport, the conversion, and the storage. You eat something, it moves through your bowels, your, you know, your digestive system, your stomach converts it, and, and then the fats are stored in you. This is called the dumb system, all right? The establishment wants to make you a dumb system. Watch this ad, go do this action, by the way. Now, an intelligent system has these other components. You have a goal that you have decided, or someone has decided for you, or in conjunction, you want to make the output of this system achieve this goal. So you're observing what's going on and then you make decisions. This is your mind. You decide, hey, I'm going to take these inputs into my body. So anyway, I'm not going to go into this, but this is what's called a modern control system. And all of this is occurring in the terms of a disturbance. The elites have very specific goals, maximize power, profit and control. As I said in the swarm video, they're watching which way things are going. And then they put more inputs to keep people fat, dumb, and happy. Now, this is what's called the engineering control system view. This is why we have everything in the, in the modern world. Now, what I did was I went back. And so, by the way, these are those systems. If you go back into ancient systems of Indian medicine 5,000 years ago, these rishis, these teachers, they didn't look at the body like this, right? They didn't have, maybe they did, maybe they didn't, maybe they had the understanding of energy, but... They didn't see the body like this, which is what we, what we do. They saw the body in a very different way. And so in this paper, I teach people what are the ancient systems of Indian medicine, okay? And they saw the body coming out of nothing. You know, I'm not gonna, but essentially there's a whole language that they developed. It turns out what I uncovered was they have, essentially I reformulated this into the concept of karma, which you may have heard of. Karma doesn't mean something in the past life. It means right action. There's another word called karma fall, which means the fruits of action. So when you look at this, you have, they when they when my grandmother would look at your face or your body or take your pulse, she was trying to figure out how much vatha, pitta, and kapha you had. And if you ask most of these Ayurvedic healers, they can't explain it. What I uncovered was vatha, pitta, and kapha are same as transport, conversion, and storage. And in their worldview, you met with your master, you came up with your goal, the manas where you're decision-making capabilities, the indriyas were your sensor, and the vikaras were their disturbance. Bottom line is what I'd uncovered was that these ancient systems of yogic systems are the same as modern control systems theory. This is what I call the Rosetta Stone. And so when I came back to MIT, I taught this for many years, and this is what I believe is the foundations of modern system science. Anyone who understands, first of all, this is a missing link between all this, the woo-woo stuff people talk about and modern control systems. So all these yoga practitioners, you know, you just, you know, you, you guys ran an ad for detoxification, right? All these systems are processes of either transport, conversion, or storage. And so you can look at anything in the universe and you can decide how that affects your body, right? Does it affect the force of transport, conversion, storage? Anyway, you can apply this to politics. Truth, freedom, health is transport, conversion, storage, vatha, pitta, kapha. So this knowledge that I was fortunately able to uncover really gives people a disciplined way to understand system science. So you know, Dr. Shiva, yeah. I want to actually mention something to you, but uh, we do have a quick uh, ad from our sponsor, but I'm going to bring up something about the karmic system. And I know Dave, I see David squirming to say it, but uh, just, just a minute and then we're going to get right into that. Yeah. The greatest hypnotist on planet Earth is a... 
Wrong ass. Today's episode is brought to you by Nadeau Shave Co. Big Shave has been psyoping the American people for decades with their multi-blade razor scam. Eliminate razor burn, irritation, and ingrown hairs caused by deep penetrating multi-blade cartridges. You don't need expensive plastic replacement cartridges. Nadeau Shave Co. supplies you with a single stainless steel blade like your grandfather used to use. High quality razor blades for a precise and clean Millions shape. of the people suffer every day from painful discomfort blades, and swelling, but most pain brass, medications come with harsh side effects. And many alternative supplements have little scientific snack. backing. That's why we at Cytosolve created MV25. MV25 was formulated using the Cytosolve Computational Systems Biology Platform, a technology for precision and personalized health invented by Dr. Shiva during his doctoral research at MIT. This formulation is the result of computing trillions of potential combinations of biomolecular interactions, derived from thousands of peer-reviewed scientific papers published across four decades by 68 research institutions to discover an optimal synergy of compounds that downregulate biomarkers of discomfort and normal swelling. I am barbarian. My hands would cramp up so that I couldn't pull cards or knit or crochet. And they would go like that. Not have to use this when I played cards with my grandkids. And I'd start taking that MD25 after a bit. I was able what what is the placebo effect? It was basically there, like they it was the scientification of woo, where they're just like. But it, what it what it really tells you is that the mind is extraordinarily powerful. Just the belief that that taking this pill that in fact isn't doing anything for you. Or not even taking the pill, just fucking taking a sugar pill, but still having the same outcome as the pill that allegedly is efficacious. Uh, I think that that answers a lot. Sorry, go ahead, Tom. Yeah, I was so um, somebody that we talked to that says that they're in in contact with entities had explained to us at one point about uh, the karmic system. David, you probably can tell it better than me. So uh, we communicate with a lot of potentially schizophrenic people, uh, which we've come to terms with is not necessarily the uh, medical diagnosis that it seems to be. But one of the people that we communicate with uh, says that they were in a sort of quid pro quo with an entity. And I I'm, I'm kicking the door open on woo woo real hard here. We're going to go to some strange places very soon. I'm very excited about it at the one hour mark. Uh, it's time to get weird. But what ends up happening is he communicates with this entity. This entity gets to essentially loosh off of his um, emotions. And in return, he gets to ask some questions. Now, I'm not saying that you should believe this gentleman, but one of the things he says was conveyed to him by this entity is that the karmic system was actually a system created by uh, the angels, that God commissioned the angels to uh, create this system. And for that reason, that it's not created by God, it's actually an imperfect system and is essentially backed up right now. But be, as as well as getting your thoughts on that, I, I really want to I'm going to push this into a super weird place because we've kind of been tiptoeing around the edges of this and which is really um, fantastic, in my opinion, because I see we're kind of tiptoeing towards it. And so it's it's the the playing field is ready for this. But when you talk about these. These concepts of manifestation and meditation and you say that they can be used to for the betterment of people but also that some people use them for for negative things and you alluded to i believe you even used the phrase black magic now 
here in America, we can look around and see this sort of looming Satanism across all spectrums from media to politics. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein's island for all the terrible things that happened there was also equipped with a sort of ceremonial temple. Uh, Marina Abramovich, who hides her Satanism behind a thin, very thin and transparent veil of artistic expression, has now become the ambassador to Ukraine for the education system, children's education. Uh, so, so politics across e even the world stage seems to have this element of Luciferianism or Satanism hiding behind, like I said, a thin veil. And across media, right, we're talking Super Bowl ceremonies, uh, Hollywood constantly inundating us with satanic imagery. There is no shortage of examples that maybe individually. Right? Yeah, P. Diddy, right? So there's no shortage of examples that maybe individually could be swept away as just happenstance or coincidence or maybe misinterpretation. Well, but a clear, when you a clear back system. up, there is yeah. a system and it's a very demonic system. And it's built up when you take all these anecdotal things and you put them together and you go, well, that's a very compelling body of evidence that there is an a force operating behind the scenes. So my question to you isn't necessarily do you see the force? Because I think in 2024, everybody can see elements of it. My question to you, Dr. Shiva, and I'm very fascinated with the way that you approach things, is what do you make of this element of Satanism or, or uh, fallen angel sort of uh, fuckery that seems to permeate so many different things that, especially in Western culture, we hold up and we present to the, uh, the plebs, the, the, uh, the, the slave class of the United States? Well, if you, you know, what's interesting is uh, if you look at all different cultures, right, this concept of good and evil has existed, right? And in fact, the archetypes are very, very similar. I'll give you an example. I don't have a picture of this, but, you know, in the, in the, in, in the Christian and the Catholic religion, you have this deity or the archangel Michael, right? And archangel Michael has two archetypes, right? One is people pray to him for healings right? If someone's sick, but he's also the, um, he's also the God of war in some ways. Um, he's the one who chased, um, um, you know, when he was the one who led the army against Lucifer, right? When Lucifer was trying to come up against God and his staff is a, it's not a trident, but it's a single pointed spear if you've seen it. Right. And his feathers are that of the peacock. All right. So here's a Catholic religion or Christian religion. And you have this very ancient story of the fight of good versus evil and Archangel Michael leading that, right? Now I want to take you to a completely different religion, Hinduism. In Hinduism, there's a story of when the um, uh, Asuras, the Devas, had taken over um, the earth. There's a, uh, and it was Murugan, Karthikeyan, who is the son of Shiva, Shiva has two sons, you know, the elephant god that you've probably seen. The other one who's not, unfortunately, doesn't receive that much uh, note, but he's the one who also rides on a peacock. Um, he's also known as a god of war and the god, god of medicine. The story goes that Shiva transmitted the knowledge of medicine to him and the knowledge of, you know, fighting. And he too has a single spear. So it's fascinating. Two different religions, you have these archetypes, which are almost the exact same deities. 
um, who, yeah, I think that's M-U-R-U-G-A-N. Yeah, I think that's, yeah, you got him right there. Yeah, there you go, Murugan, right. So, Dr. Shiva, can I also make a point to to yeah. aid in the in the picture that you're painting here? Uh, Ball is depicted as having this three pointed short staff. There's three points on the top, three yeah. points on the bottom. You can find images of Zeus uh, holding the exact same thing. Ball was described as the king of storms, and of course, Zeus. Uh, that's kind of a no brainer there. So, please go on. Yeah, I got so, another so quick question. Yeah, uh, we're talking about Shiva with Dr. Shiva. What the hell is going on with CERN? Oh, that's a good one. We got to we got to catalog, you know, I, catalog, or catalog posted that one something away. up with that. Sir, I, I don't know what the background on that is, but um, they, you know, obviously they were doing a mock sacrifice to Shiva. Is that what they and were doing? Like, they got caught, and they were like, it's "Just a, you know." Oh, they like, were that's actually doing a ceremony. Well, no, they were actually doing a sacrifice. Well, they well said I mean, there's no shortage child. of that. Yeah. Right. Uh, Isn't was, that what they said at they claimed. But also it was a mock sacrifice at Bohemian Grove at the foot of the 20-foot tall statue of Minerva uh yeah, that like, all the, the elites were doing? just just a mock sacrifice, no big deal. Well, look, I mean I mean I think the those in power, they do all sorts of wacky stuff, right? Some of it comes out, some of it probably will never come out. Um because they can and they're probably connected to a very you know, it's going back to what I said earlier. There are very powerful forces that you can use. The issue is what for what purpose are you using it for? And so, you know, there's rituals and things that they may be doing. It doesn't seem that outlandish to me. These things have existed in time immemorial, right? And many, many religions, cultures have talked about this. Um, you know, when I grew up in India, my great grandfather was a farmer and then he became uh, essentially an ascetic, but he would once every twice a year he would do great sadhanas you know like you know how christ would go into the forest for 40 days and 40 nights not do those kinds of things these were penances people did now the theory of this is if you look at the physical body that um when you put your body when you're able to overcome significant pain and see beyond the body you were able to elevate your consciousness so that's where a lot of these ideas came when people used to do these penances because you are not your body. So when you meditate and you do certain types of exercises, you actually figure out that you're beyond the physical form, that there's something much, much deeper. So I think many of these, those kinds of rituals that people do into themselves, right? Like, you know, not eat for 40 days, right? Do certain types of long fasts. They were really emboldened to strengthen the spirit to see beyond the body. So you have that phenomenon going on. And then at the same time, you have the phenomenon, people sacrificing other people's lives, which is almost the opposite of that, which is giving all um, honor to mammon and materialism, you see? And so when I was you know, in Hollywood for those three years, when I was out there, what I noticed was the level of narcissism that were there. And I think the fundamental belief that it's this world is all material, it, this is it. And once you take that view, which is a very close, deep relationship with Zionism and Brahmanism and Nazism, the end point you come to is that you are the controllers of the world and everything goes. You can do whatever the hell you want, right? The plebes basically are dumb and we're the smart ones. And that's sort of the consciousness that we're at. And that's why- right. What's the Crowleyan expression? Uh, do what thou wilt shall be the whole of the law, which very much uh, is, uh -huh. is that entire sentiment embodied in a phrase. Yeah, that pretty much says it. So that's that's why when, you know, when you look at Donald Trump, when you really look at his face, 
you know that he's got this big smirk, like I'm better and you guys are a bunch of dumb fucks. And if you look at his face, when he did that Vince McMahon thing, I don't know if you've seen it, where he's fighting MW, it's the same face that you see when he's talking. It's the same actor. And he knows what he's doing and he knows his role and he knows he's manipulating people and he's making a shitload of money doing that. And you look at Booby Kennedy, the guy doesn't believe 90% of what he says or 99%. This is a shtick for him. You look at Tulsi Gabbard talk, it does not sound like a real human being speaking. Um, and you should just read so you, people's faces if you yeah, get I agree with, Yeah, I agree with the Tulsi Gabbard thing. Do you think that Trump is a like because to me it seems like he's running again, like he actually his ego was insulted at some point. I agree. I agree with you that he is very much like that, like, you know, about himself or his money. But I feel like something's different this time. Am I misreading that? Yeah, you definitely are. <laughs> Big time. Well, what do you what do you what do you say to the people that would argue he can't be controlled up? They're threatening him with 750 years in prison and they've been spying on him with the FBI and everything. I mean, is this is this warring elitist factions oh. or is he truly a hired actor? Look, guys, you know, go look at his entire history. All right. He's never suffered for anything he's ever had to do. A very good friend of mine who used to be the head of one of the, the director, one of the largest investment firms in the world, used to advise him. And Trump as he's a negative billionaire talking on the phone. OK. One time he met with him and he goes, oh, I don't know if I'm bankrupt. He goes, Donald. You, you have $1 billion in assets and you have $2 billion in debt. You're a negative fucking billionaire. Okay. <laughs> this guy, and then in a second bankruptcy or third or whatever, it is, Wilbur Ross, remember him? He's the one who bailed him out. And he got funded by the Rothschilds. You have to understand, look at this guy's history. He has never had to pay for anything. So I find it quite coincidental. He gets a $450 million damages, right, um, judgment. And I think next week he's going to get, he's going to make $4 billion from the SPAC that comes through from Truth Social. Just right. go look at it. Holy shit. Is all of this coincidental? And look, I did all the election systems integrity work, man. I busted my balls. All right. Patrick Byrne tried to pay me off that fucker. Because I was going to expose, when I started exposing all this stuff, the real stuff, which takes a lot of work, the flipping of the machines, I had to do all the math. Um, in Arizona, um, you know, did all the analysis with signature verification, did two clinical studies. All right. You were you, only speaking once, right? Like, because I remember that it was like a week long thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I spoke at Arizona. I was the first one to do the Michigan analysis. And it was November 4th when Mark Meadows called me here. I was doing a seminar here, a talk on systems health. Meadows called me. He got my number and all my stuff was going viral doing the election system stuff. I was the one who was breaking, doing all the math, the MIT PhD. Okay. Long before the grifters again, Meadows called me and he said, how can we help you? Because they were trying to hang their coattails onto mine because all the Trumpers and everyone were like, wow, Dr. Shiva's really exposing this shit. And I said, Mark, give me the data and I will expose the stuff in every state. This was on November 5th, right after the elections. Remember this vividly. And we had a bunch of witnesses here. And he goes, okay, I'm going to get it to you. I'll get it to you on Tuesday. 
Rona McDaniel's office calls me. Remember, I've never heard from these people. So here are the White House calling for me. And then you have Rona McDaniel's office. And I said, I said, get me the data. And they said, okay, we're going to be in front of the servers tomorrow. We're going to get you the data. You see, I had I have a, my own data center here. We had created all the analytical tools, stochastic modeling, all sorts of very high-end modeling to show all these very, very important variations. You can see when I did the Michigan analysis, the uh, the Arizona analysis, right? So nothing. And then I did a tweet and you can find it on Twitter. I was realizing, wow, is Trump really like, it seems like he just wants to ride the election fraud thing to get money. And he had switched from using the tagline voter fraud to election fraud. In Massachusetts, when they stole my election in September, we put out 2 million of these things called election fraud. And I can play you that video, okay? We were exposing all of this at the fundamental level. So then I put out a tweet, you'll find it. And it said, dear Mr. Biden, dear President Trump, do you really want to solve the election fraud issue? I have unequivocal data that will expose. You can find a paraphrase like that. That started, I think it got like 330,000 retweets, something crazy. All right, Eric Trump reach out, reaches out to me. So I have the White House calling me, Rona McDaniel, right? And then, and Eric Trump, I, I have the message. He says, yes, Dr. Shiva, we care about this. I go, great, get me the data. Now the Trump organization, right? That's a Trump campaign, has the data, a guy called Alex Cannon. And I said, Alex, give me the data. Nothing. They sat on it, guys. They did shit. Meanwhile, Trump moved the entire thing to save America, election fraud, election fraud. They made a half a billion dollars. And then the grifters came and took my work and fucked it up, said there's bamboos in the ballots, this fool, Jovan Pulitzer, okay? Oh yeah, I remember they that They took guy. the shit and this is what they do with disinformation. There's a real stuff, the real science, and they make it into something wackadoodle so the opposition can attack them. So then the real stuff gets hidden. And my that's Lindell, the guy, Lindell was that part guy, of it. He was the one that got kind of pushed to the front of because I remember this, like now yes. that you're mentioning it. Yes, and his yeah, name you... isn't even Jovan Pulitzer. It's Jeffrey Fulia. His name is Jeffrey Fulia. Stop it. crazy. P-H-I-L-Y-A. And there were real people. I mean, you can't make this shit up. And then Lindell would call me. Oh, my God, Dr. Shiva, we got to have you on the cyber symposium. And I was realizing Lindell was just fucking selling pillows off this shit. Every fucking grifter. Okay, here's my code. Jack Posobiec, da-da-da. All yeah. these people who are not into election fraud were overnight into election fraud selling fucking pillows. Yeah, I got to sell some t-shirts. We got to get into election hey, fraud. Quick, quick question <laughs> for you. So, but, so the, 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 let me just, look, Clint, I just okay. want to follow this all sure. the way through. So you understand I was in the middle of all this, okay? So as this stuff goes on, Trump is just printing money talking about election fraud. And then he had this fucking dude, Ali Alexander. You remember this fucker? Yeah. And... When I ran in 2018, one of my volunteers was a nutty guy, wanted to bring this guy in. And I looked at him and said, this guy looks fucking evil. I said, I thought, gonna, I thought you were going to say gay, but yes. <laughs> well, well, whatever, right? And yeah, he was banging <laughs> Carl Rhodes, right? This guy, okay. So anyway, um, so as I'm watching this, remember, I had supported Trump in 2018. Um, you can look at it. I gave him money. I didn't just wear a MAGA hat. I put up thousands of signs for him in the cold, right? And then I saw all this shit, right? And we had hired a bus to go to January 6th, about 100 people ready to go. And then I saw all this shit going on, right? 
with the 2020. And then I saw Ali Alexander's face running Stop the Steal. I said, this is fucked up. And that's when I connected all the dots and I realized Trump was just all bullshit. This is a money-making scheme for him. I called off the bus ride. My intuition said something fucked up is going to happen. And a lot of our Trumpers were like, oh, my God, Dr. Shiva, you're being too paranoid. I said, no, something's fucked up. Yeah. And I did. Well, you're the right. right. I, yeah, I, call, I, I called it. I probably saved a couple of our people from going to jail. Okay. I imagine. So, so um, I, but let me, you know, let me just finish. No, the, I just, just hear me out yeah. with this. So the reason I'm telling you this is that you follow this whole thing. We never got the data. I'm the guy who's a fucking MIT guy doing this shit for free, right? The rocket scientist. Why would you not give me the fucking data? Why? In the middle of things when every moment matters. Meanwhile, we're doing the data, finding data where, where, wherever we can. Arizona then hires me, right? They get, in fact, they never really paid us any money. And then when I figured out what Pulitzer was about, I did a, the night I was going to do a video with a bunch of people exposing him, Patrick Byrne calls me. And he says, oh, Shiva, please don't call out Jovan. And you can go look at Patrick Byrne's history. And he wanted to bribe me with $250,000 not to go out on him. And then suddenly in my bank account, I find a check, which I still have here, somewhere here, show up for 50K. I returned it. All these fucking guys made a shitload of money. Trump made a half a billion. Then many months later, and you can go find the videos, Trump is at a big rally and he goes, I want to thank the great computer scientist, Dr. Shiva Dure. Gets my name wrong, okay? Doesn't pronounce it right. And then a few days later, in Massachusetts, a guy is running for governor who is part of the group that stole my election. He endorses him. So I get an invitation from mar lago to go visit Trump. Now, most people would have gone and sucked his cock all day. Oh, Trump, Trump, Trump. We wrote a letter back and said, you know, on behalf of our volunteers, we respectfully decline. You just endorse a motherfucker who stole my election. All right. Subsequent to that, I was in Miami. I get another invitation. We decide to go because all my friends were Trumpers. Oh, Shiva, you're too harsh. You got to get, you know, Trump is a good guy. Maybe when you meet him, you and him will connect. You got to figure out how to work with people. You got to collaborate and all this fucking bullshit. Not everyone's that bad. You know, all this fucking liberal bullshit. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so I go, it was a two hour meeting in a small room. This woman, Susie Wiles was coming in and out. You can go look at who she is. She's deep state, runs Ballard Communications. Molly's assistants out there. And it was here, me and, and he was trying to justify why he had endorsed that guy. And I was just very quiet. And uh, I said, the guy's a fucking scumbag. I said, why'd you endorse him? That was a conversation I had. It wasn't appeasing him in any way. It was a two hour conversation all throughout that. Oh, Dr. Shiva, you're amazing. Thank you so much. You did great work. You're one of the most amazing people. My uncle went to MIT, this kind of shit. But at the end of it, what I saw was an old, tired actor you know, B-list actor in his room without his makeup on, all right? And Michelle, my uh, partner was with me, she left crying. It was a very weird, interesting experience. You know, he gave us a Are bunch of- Are you saying he's like not an impressive person? Because that's really the only person that I would say in our limelight, I'm like saying, kind of impressive. I'm saying what I saw was an old, frail old man who looked like a B-list actor who was in his little office. Okay, lamenting over his last acting gig, why they didn't pick him up the next time, like his second season wasn't picked up. But wow. more importantly, 
the I felt great sadness leaving that room. Michelle was crying like, what the fuck? This guy has like basically realizing that he's a lonely old guy. His fucking daughter and his son-in-law use him. He really has no fucking friends. He really doesn't. Everything is theater. Yep. And then as we were leaving, his assistant came running and he said, you know, he wanted to give you this plate, which, you know, he only gives to world leaders, you know? So it was a very, so he asked me throughout that meeting, what do you want from me? What do you want from me? Like as though, you know, oh, I, give me this position or give me money or that. I said, I don't want anything from you. I said, what is it you want from me? So anyway, a couple of weeks later, I said, you know what? I do want something from him. We need to start an election systems integrity institute because the quote unquote, the opposition, if you say anything about election fraud, Harvard, MIT, will say, oh, everything's fine, everything's fine. I said, I will organize the best rocket scientists and we will also be there, like real deep shit science. And I gave him a proposal. He referred me to an idiot and that was it. You see, he did, but he made a half a fucking billion dollars, guys. Where did that fucking money go? Do you guys understand? This is no different than WWE on a grander scale and the plebes are watching this fucking show. Oh my God, he's being indicted. Oh my God, he's being, okay. I just got a text message. Give me more money. 3,200 bucks right now. Look what they're doing to me. Yep. It's fucking selling tickets to WWE guys. So do, yeah, you, think, do you think he's not running for real for 24? No, I'm, what I'm trying to say is the elites are running it. This is a beauty pageant to figure out who will suck Zionist cock the hardest. And whoever yes. sucks well gets the role. Who will <laughs> um, Not only that, whoever will convince the masses that they are not sucking Zionist cock, but working for America, but really sucking Zionist cock, whoever's the biggest manipulator gets the role. Okay? Well, I, I know we're running late on time, so I got to ask a quick question. You, you've referenced a few times that Brahminism, uh, Nazism, Zionism uh, being similar to one another. Do you believe that Zionism or Judaism is in fact worship of the devil, Baal? Like what what's your what's your assessment as to the the faith itself? Well, I haven't studied Judaism well enough, you know, and I don't I don't like to go into the areas of other people's faith and beliefs. Let me tell you why. I'll tell you why. For this reason, because whenever you attack someone's beliefs, you know what happens? Even the guy who never really believed in this belief, he gets mad. Well, no, he gets even more stronger. It's oh, like yeah. it's like a down. nail and you hit it with a hammer, it gets hotter, right? So I don't want to take people who weren't even really into Judaism and suddenly because I say something, they're more into Judaism than they never were. But what I can say is this, okay, about all quote unquote systems of belief in some entity outside where, where, where those spiritual things, right? Um, a friend of mine who was a, uh, her mother was a, a professor of divinity she said that you know her view was she was a christian was that a religion like judaism should have died many many centuries ago um you know in my view this is my view now that's her view uh if you look at the the teachings of christ they're one of redemption right the new testament right of love and things it's not about this evil vindictive god who destroys you and you know and a lot of those elements are in Brahminism, in, you know, in Judaism, et cetera, right? It is this uh, monolithic God, and there's not really a sense of compassion or love in some deep level, you know? So that I have concerns with. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you look at some of the rituals, 
that not only exist in those religions, some aspects of even Hinduism, some aspects of those religions, you know, they have these things of sacrifices and, you know, all these kinds of stuff that you guys have talked about, right? And they don't seem really anything about advancing the human spirit in a positive way. They seem like they're going to, uh, you know, uh, maintain people in the material world of, you know, this materialism. The corporeal being. It's, it's always yeah. fascinating to me, any religion that that is leading someone into a very, you know, physical space type of mentality like that that seems that seems wrong <laughs> you know and i'm not even very religious but like it, it seems as if you're going to believe in religion uh if you're going to believe in god it ought to be something that makes you aspire to be a better person while you're here realizing that there is something uh thereafter or something well, that's eternal. I, I you know i went to israel um about two years ago and i was invited to one of these very uh to a, a dinner and the woman that invited me um, her husband had passed away and he was a guy who was a professor at NYU who made it possible for me to go study, um, you know, computer science when I was 14 years old before I created that first email system, Henry Mullish. So she had invited me to give his memorial lecture. Anyway, she had a half son who wore all that gear, the hat, the beard and all that. So I was sitting with him and he said, you know, people like you would typically not be invited to have dinner with us. I go, oh, all right. So I'm listening. So he goes, you know, in our religion, um, there are, you know, we have two souls. You only have one soul. At best, you can be an animal. You have an animal soul, which means the rest of us. He goes, we believe we have two souls, an animal soul and one that can become a higher being. So there, this is this concept, which I haven't had a chance to follow up because I haven't read any of the Look into the Talmud. Yeah, tell, but yeah. There, which I thought was to me was quite disturbing, actually, because at the heart of that teaching is saying that we're all animals and um, people who follow that religion are better because they actually have two souls. So this foundational knowledge that we are lesser beings. It's a and, caste system on a religion. Yes, level. and this is what Nazism is, right? The Aryan race, the Brahmin model. And this is what I'm saying. These are ultimately political ideologies, material political ideologies, which have been done for profit, profit control. I don't think they have anything to do with spirituality. Fair so fair. this is that, that's why you see Brahmanism, getting back to your original question, the Hindu Brahmins were all out for supporting Israel. You had this snake, Vivek the snake. Oh yeah, we should put Hamas on stakes and da da da. He had to, he had to suck Zionist cock big time, right? You know, get under the dress of Laura Loomer. All right. That's what he had to do to prove, you know, it's pretty horrible thought. Okay. <laughs> but that's what he had to do, right? To prove himself to, as you guys say, this satanic organization, right? This movement. But that's what you see. And, but mind you, you know, Trump sucks Zionist cock. Who did he bring into the White House? But I'm telling you, man, he's a clever monkey. And that's why a lot of Trumpers, are so fucking confused by him because he's a clever fucking monkey. Dr. Shiva, do you see this sort of orchestrated thing happening where um, Trump is playing the role of the persecuted, maybe the unfairly persecuted, because this is theater. I believe that at the highest level, yeah. uh, politics is theater. That's why it's very difficult to permeate that club um, because it's a club of actors. And so 
there seems to be this role that he's playing of of the persecuted, the unfairly persecuted, and that these persecutions will soon pile up to such an obvious degree that even maybe the most staunch of, you know, never Trumper will start to show some sympathy to his plight and kind of come over to his side and that this is going to be ideally the the theater that they want to play it's, out it's, is it's, one of the pendulum swinging back in his favor. It's yeah, you, 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 you even have Jamie Dimon supporting him, okay? Right? You have to understand that the purpose of the establishment, the swarm, is to maximize power, profit, control. Keep your eye on the ball, okay? That's what their goal is. Anything to do that. And you have to just step back and look at what happened in 2016 to 2020. What actually happened? Forget the good feelings or make America great and da-da-da-da-da, okay? What actually happened? We got locked in our fucking houses. We got locked in your fucking houses. And who are the two people who promoted them? Fucking yeah. Trump and Booby Kennedy. Booby Kennedy has a tweet out there. These lockdowns are good. They will support climate change. Yep. Okay. And Trump supported. Who was the only guy who came against lockdowns? Me. With using science. And now there's a, just a, a double blind study clinical paper that came out. I was the one who wrote to Trump and Marla Maples got the document to him. The White House contacted me. Do this, this, this. Don't fucking lockdown. It's fucking ridiculous. Give people vitamin D3, quercetin, you know, just maybe the people are at high risk. That, I was the only one who said it in March of 2020. All, both those two clowns were both deep state organs, both promoted lockdowns. On the medical freedom side, Booby was promoting it. All the yoga people, all the people go to into all their fancy stuff. Oh, yeah, we need to wear masks. And, and Jimmy Dore, right? All of those clowns. Right. Who? So that's why you got to look at what did they do when the shit was hitting the fan? What did Trump do? He did everything the swarm needed. He brought in John Bolton, Pompeo. I mean, these guys are like fucking cr as criminals as you can get. Wilbur Ross. And then he said, oh, I had to do it. Bullshit. Where's his big fucking brass balls? You went in there on a man. Where's the art of, art of the deal done? That's what I'm trying to it's say. Gone. So you With have Dr. to Shiva. look at so, gotta say, I, I still follow your regiment, man. I mean, <laughs> yeah, a, a, a double-blind clinical set. I mean, I, ideally, you can get the sun, but if you have, if you're a person of color, right, you have a little more melanin in you. You need more vitamin D three. I mean, I still get that video went out to about a half a billion people in India. Two hundred million people saw it. Vitamin D three question protocol. I did video after video after video. That was God's work that we did then. What what the fuck were they doing? Locking up people pushing remdesivir go look at what he did never fired fauci gave fauci a commendation award 12 hours before he left office just look at it he's laughing his way to the bank and he's saying you fucking morons i'm doing everything that you don't would want me to do and you're still wearing my fucking maga hat and you're still giving me your money even though you have 400 in your bank account you fucking he's like, he's like I, sh I shut your church down and you're gonna vote for me again you dumb fucks exactly you're going to buy my golden sneakers, bitch. That's yeah. what I'm trying to say, man. And this is what is so quite astounding to watch. This behavior. And then people looking at Booby Kennedy. We have the video. I believe in full vaccination of all Americans. But I'm going to deliver you safe vaccines. That fucking douchebag chief nerd, his ball sucker, doing that for him. You see, they have all these ball suckers around who are part of the establishment media. That's what's going on, man. And so oh, this good. is being done right into your face. It's almost like the devil tells you I'm going to fuck you. 
And you're like, oh, he's not going to fuck me. No, I'm fucking you right now. Oh, wow. I don't think he's fucking me. No, he is fucking you. And he told you he's going to fuck you. Oh, is he really going to fuck me? Yeah, he's doing it right now. It's like, what the fuck? What are you waiting exactly. for? But Trump, Trump will use lube. Uh -huh. Biden won't use lube. So to get, to get really right. woo, to get really woo on you again, last time, uh, the the laws of like the spiritual battle say that you have to consent. It's in every demonstration. Yeah, I've heard about that. It makes sense. Yep. Yeah, so he's fucking you, and you gave him permission to fuck Ex you. Exactly. And I think that's the heart of this whole thing. So the issue is the fucking house niggas want to be house niggas. That's what we're saying. So don't, what the fuck are you, is all these people, Trump fucked you. If Hillary did what Trump did, Trump is the one who created SISA, signed it into law on November 16, 2018. Unanimous, everyone supported. Thomas Massey, Rand Paul, token constitutionalists. Everyone voted for creating the backdoor portals. It's all in our face. So that's why I titled this thing, you know, the first anti-Zionist president. How does that look? That's fucking truly doing God's work. Fucking anti-Zionism. That must be Let's horrifying go. for them. What? Yeah. <laughs> it must be horrifying for them to see that. Just that title. They're like, Jesus, it's coming after look, us. Look, when I when I when I was in New Jersey, you guys are from New Jersey, right? My the last three years, yeah. my parents moved to Livingston. Clint, you may want to look at Livingston, New Jersey. Okay. When I came to Livingston, I was really freaked out because you know, my parents were in Lake Hiawatha. I was, you know, we had a sort of a humble house and I all these kids had so much fucking money. I felt like I didn't belong. I felt sort of embarrassed, you know? Uh, but I became, you know, the number one student and, and the really good athlete. And these fucking Jewish kids would be so upset with me. I remember when I won this math award, true story. My mother had been in a major car accident. You know, it was one of those, you know, things at the end of graduation or something, eighth or ninth grade, ninth grade, I think. I go to the auditorium, the teacher gets up and he goes, you know, typically we, we give the math award uh, and the science award to two kids, you know, but no one even came close to Shiva. And this is a school of 900 kids in the graduating class, okay? And so he gives this great speech. Um, I go get the award. You know, it was a very somber day because I was thinking about my mom, she was in the ICU. So I'm leaving the auditorium going out. And this Jewish mother comes running up to me and my dad, and she goes, your son has done nothing good. My son, Eric, could have done, won that award this year had he decided to work, but he decided not to. Fucking crazy shipment, but she was so fucking angry. You see, because the chosen people of God cannot have anyone else competing with them. And that was mm -hmm. my life in, you know, Livingston, New Jersey. You say, and that, oh, that it, goes to everything because I mean, just look at Twitter. Once you, once you kind of take away the guardrails of like what's acceptable, I mean, uh, what's acceptable as like the mainstream media or even entertainment, you start seeing these Twitter people or like bottom of the barrel YouTube people. It's like these people are actually impressive and they're making better content. That's uh, Shane Gillis is a great example of that, of what, of what happened here. He was snuffed from SNL purposefully to make an example, but it's come full circle where they're like, we kind of have to acknowledge this guy because he's, He's just uh -huh. better, so they can't they can't beat you. They have to suppress you, and and also you have to you have to submit to it. You have to agree to letting letting them suppress you. That's yeah, so that's that. that's why you know a couple of points before you guys go because you, for your audience, that's why you know the big elephant in the room, the level of invisibility they do to us, particularly more recently, right? Because they know we're not going to kowtow to anything. We're not going to bow down. 
So that is I'm why currently suspended from YouTube, just so everybody knows. Oh, I didn't know. That. Okay. <laughs> if you're if you're trusting my credentials. So yeah, what they what they do to me, Clint, is a little more interesting. So my followers on Facebook have been 550, 40,000 followers for nearly three years. YouTube, whatever, 250, you know, the same. Yeah. When they try to take me off, we wrote a legal letter because they know I know how to file lawsuits. We have two other lawsuits right right now in, in the courts uh, that we're doing against the government. But um, so their goal is to put me in a digital cage, which is even more interesting, right? So you put you in and you basically don't go anywhere. So that's right. the model that all of these guys are doing. But what we have understood, you know, the, my run for president, we have to mobilize 300,000 volunteers all over this country. We got to get on the ballot. I don't have one of these ballot sheets here, right? We have to collect signatures. So in Utah, which is coming up, we need to collect a thousand signatures in the middle of the rain and the sleet and the snow. You have to go out, you have to go out in front of grocery stores and you have to collect, by the way, which is allowed by a Supreme Court ruling, which says that during an election cycle, you should be able to stand outside a grocery store, collect signatures. Obviously you can't harass people because that private property becomes a town square only during that period. Well, when our volunteers go out, the police come, we have to educate the police. Sometimes we win, sometimes we don't. One of our guys got arrested, an electrician, did nothing wrong, and then we have to file lawsuits. But we actually have volunteers, guys, going on the ground collecting signatures. In California, we'll have to mobilize around 3,000 volunteers. Think about what we have to do, actually, to do the work. Booby Kennedy goes to a Zionist-funded PAC, and he gets $20 million, and then he pays signature vendors. The DNC and the RNC, I've never seen any of these guys collecting signatures. I'm convinced there's a boiler room where there are pe people are writing signatures. We never see them. So what we want people to do is my run for president gives people the opportunity to get their butts off, help us go collect signatures. Why? It really exercises your citizenship muscles because you have to get out there. It's fucking cold. A hundred people walk by, maybe one guy signs. Then you have to go out again. And again, it's almost like a spiritual event. And then you collect the signature and you're doing it with other people. It's an opportunity to be individual, but also collective. And in all of this, we're finding out all the other corruption that goes on, you say? And then we'll share that with you guys. But the future, in my view, is offline. So what we're doing is we're literally building a movement. And that movement, if you go to truthfreedomhealth.com, truthfreedomhealth, yeah, that's my main site. But if you go to truthfreedomhealth.com, this is where the rubber meets the road. It's taking all of the stuff I shared with you, the system science, right? Um, and it's combining it with offline activity. So the slogan is get educated, be enslaved. If you just stay there. So the thing that we've done is email was a system, right? Cytosolve is a system. Here, the system is a system of education, getting offline, community building. And as you scroll down through this, um, you know, we have some, um, there's two videos people should go watch, a swarm video. Keep going down. We have some gear if people are interested, go down. But we have literally created an infrastructure and it's all independent. We have our own data center, our own computers, own software, but it's an infrastructure to educate people on the same system science that I used to teach at MIT. But we made it accessible to people and our model is a learn, teach and serve model. You learn, you teach and you serve. And we essentially give 99, 90% scholarships to people. And if people really can't afford it, we give it away. Um, and then these are stories of everyday people go through this program. They learn how to think, they learn how to fight, but our goal is to get people to have their experiences. You say, go hand out a flyer, see how hard it is. Go see if you can look at someone in the eyes, have a communication with them. 
And then the thing is we have a history of winning because we teach people how to file lawsuits, how to fight, you see, how to stand up next. But if you go down, the fundamental problem we're solving as you scroll down through this right here, right here, this is sort of what we've been discussing today. There's shitloads of information out there. But in spite of all the information, it's not like people are getting smarter and better and more truth, more freedom, more health. Six, 750 million people want to are anxious and depressed. Right now, there's two and a half billion people on the planet who are obese. In the next about three years, it's going to be close to four billion people. So in the midst of all these health videos, it's not like people are getting healthier. 40% of people want to overthrow their government. So, And if you scroll down, the reason this is occurring is because of the reductionist knowledge. So you have all this information right there. I call this sort of the pyramid of force of power, profit, control. Any, It's like you have the actual system, the big elephant, but CNN will give you one piece, right? Fox will give you the other piece. So they literally drive you into illusion. And the goal is either you say, fuck it, I don't care. I'm going to move away into some commune, right? Get my own piece of property, grow my own, I don't know, sheep, whatever, right? Or you basically get desperate. You take a gun, you start shooting people, or you go into this left or right. As long as you're in into any one of those, you're fucked. But those are the four buckets that they want to put people into. And as you scroll down, the machinery of all of this, again, we had to make it easy, are not the obvious establishment. Okay, we know Trump. We start, scroll down a little more. We know Bush, right? I'm, I'm sorry. We know Clintons and the Bushes and the Bidens. But these people right here, stop right here, are the real illusions. In ancient systems of yogic science, we called it Maya, the illusion. The people who claim they're fighting for you. The people who talk all this anti-establishment shit. But then all you need to do is look at each one of their histories. Tulsi Gabbard was rabid for going into Iraq after 9-11. Rabid for going into fucking up the Palestinians. All, but I, What's interesting is all of them, I think all of them unilaterally are Zionist cocksuckers. That's what binds all of them. And then if you go down, the way out of this is, so in the ancient systems of yogic science or traditional wisdom knowledge that you need to get to knowledge. Knowledge is understanding the whole. Now that requires a system science. Knowledge is not information. Then you get to wisdom and then you get to clarity and then you become wanting to do something in the world where you see it yourself as an agent of change. So that's what I, so what we've done is we've, so it, it's been a massive effort taking all of that MIT engineering systems knowledge linking it with ancient systems of yogic science and making it into a program that anyone can learn. And then we have everyone learn, teach, and serve. And then we get people on the ground, you say? So now we have close to half a million people and we we didn't impose a leadership top down. We're letting people come from below. It's very, very merit-based. So we have people who are really quiet and they've emerging as good leaders, right? So Without this knowledge of system science, getting back to what we started, it is literally like being in a world where you don't have the right food and you're deficient. And this is why people cannot see through Trump. Once you get over Trump, Booby, and fucker Carlson, you've almost, it's almost like the spiritual quest. And that's what people have to get over. Many people that come to our movement, oh, I was following Booby. I was going to give him a lot of money. And then I saw your video and I had cognitive dissonance for two days. And I had to recognize what you saying, what you said was true. Other people will recognize what I'm saying is true, but getting back to what you said, they're consenting to be abused. They're consenting to be abused.
and that's okay. Go fucking get abused. <laughs> but that's what's happening. Wow. This is a that was this has been a crazy upstate. Dr. Shiva, thank you for coming on, giving us two hours of your time and uh knocking the socks off of, of off of the people. I enjoyed it thoroughly, as I do almost every time I hear you talk. I'm glad that uh I'm glad that you came on and we did this, man. Do you any, well, any final words from you guys? Yeah, this is a final. So I have a lot of great podcasters that we have great discussions with, but look, guys, I'm into action. My whole life is about action. This isn't talk. We literally have a campaign we're running. You know, us getting on the ballot, we have a major lawsuit on the naturalized citizens versus natural born. We're arguing that the 14th Amendment, the First Amendment um, rules that have every right to run and be president. It's an amazing opportunity for people to participate in our election. When you get involved in our election, people learn a lot. We have, I mean, the quality of people we get are the kind of people that you would probably, you guys would enjoy. Very reflective people, people from all sure. different backgrounds. So, you know, to the extent you guys want to help us do that, but it is an active living thing. It's going to be over in 10 months, but our campaign, our movement won't stop. But the things that will come out of this will be quite extraordinary. So, you know, I encourage you guys to get involved. Um, you know, it's nice to be in this environment and talk, but you're in New Jersey. We got to get on the ballot there. You know, Clint, I'm not sure where you are. If you're over no, we're all in. We're all in Florida now. Oh, you are? You, oh, okay. I'm from yeah. New Jersey and I escaped it. I'm okay, we got to get, you know how many signatures? We got to get 250,000 signatures. <laughs> Quarter of a million. And the GOP and the DNC don't have to do that. And I, I'm convinced the others literally have a boiler room. And yeah. Kennedy will just pay people to do that. The yeah, whole exactly. thing is a scam. We're the only ones actually doing it for real. Wow, it's brutal. It's, it's a lot, man. That's just in one state. In, in in California, about 320,000 signatures. In Massachusetts, 20. When you add it all up, it's about 1.6 million signatures. So Booby goes and begs to his Zionist handlers, and he got 15 million, 10 bucks a signature. And he goes and gives signature vendors. But that wasn't the spirit of all of this. You were supposed to have ground support so you could get on the ballot. Yep. So I'd appreciate if you guys, you know, shared with people what we're doing. This is a real movement. There's two parts, the movement, of truth, freedom, and health, which is educating people across all different backgrounds. We're in all different languages, the knowledge of system science, and then the you know the presidential campaign. What's the name of that website? One more time, Dr. Shiva. Truthfreedomhealth.com. And then everyone should go get a bumper sticker. These bumper stickers, you put them on the back windshield of your car, 100,000 people see it. You get to be your own on online advertising vehicle. Um, so do it, right? Because the establishment, we don't expect to give them us any publicity. Um, and if you guys want to go ask Fucker or Carlson, if you'll do that, challenge them, you know? They won't. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. Clint, you should be do that. that Clint, you guys well. should host a debate. What's that? Inv invite all, all of them to a debate. See if they'll show up. Yeah, I'd love to. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. Well, I, I am uh, not about that action. I am all about talking shit. You can find me on Liberty Lockdown, <laughs> the best political show. Uh, also, Tower Gang, which you should not watch. Well, actually, I guess I am kind of about that action a little bit. I am also running for the vice presidency of the Libertarian Party. Uh, but that's really just a talking shit campaign and trying to wake people the fuck up. And we'll see how it goes. So thank you again for for the time, Dr. Shiva and, and gentlemen. It was a pleasure as always. At Liberty Lockpot on X if anybody wants to follow me.
All right, thank you guys so fun. much, uh, the both of you, for joining us. Uh, guys, don't forget, before we wrap things up, you can head over to patreon.com backslash Nephilim Death Squad. And if you do that, uh, you'll be able to sign up at the $5 tier and join our Telegram, where we're a bunch of schizophrenic, unhinged people talking about schizophrenic, unhinged ideas in the privacy of our own Telegram. And uh, don't forget, if you're not subscribed on Rumble, go ahead and do that, because guys, we're not long for youtube not Tom, anything this else episode not <laughs> all right guys be well peace out guys take care thank be you. well thank you all right everyone that was a uh, interesting discussion i had with some really nice guys i hope this was valuable everyone here you notice we our team put together my background a lot of dr shiva stuff uh, we have gear we have all sorts of good stuff but get involved in this campaign because you will grow as a human being you'll learn a lot um Tomorrow or tonight at 7 p.m., there's a very important event where, you know, from a solutions perspective, we're training people how to become systems health educators. And I'll put this up. If you guys want to um, sign up for the, uh, it's a tutorial I'm doing. It's There's no cost, but you'll really learn the foundations of how system science affects your body. So uh, if you want to go here, you're welcome to come. It's going to be in a few few hours, in fact. But if you go right here to vashiva.com, you'll see it right here. There's an events link right here. And it's this thing right here, Introduction uh, to Systems Health in Your Body, Your System Tutorial. I'll put it in the link for everyone, but you're all welcome to come to that. So that's one action you can do. Jason, can you get me a bumper sticker? The other action all of you should um, do and, and, and uh, as a part of supporting everything we do is go get a bumper sticker. Go to Shiva numeral four president.com and if you get one of these bumper stickers you put it on the back windshield of your car and a hundred thousand here's jason's got one so here's one so here's one of these bumper stickers and you put it on the back windshield of your car a hundred thousand people will see them and it's a good way for you to directly um you know take a position and help the campaign so go to shiva numeral four president.com and volunteer and if you want to donate, when you donate, I give you all sorts of books, System and Revolution, Systems Health. You get all sorts of different things because I really don't like taking anything for nothing. It's not my philosophy. So when you give me stuff, I give you back a ton of stuff. So that's what you should do and get involved. And before I close, I'm going to play for you our campaign video, um, which will hopefully inspire you not only to get involved in the campaign, but to go to truthfreedomhealth.com and get educated or you are basically complying to be enslaved if you followed the conversation today. Who would have ever thought I'd be running for president of the United States of America? I was born a low caste untouchable in India's caste system, a system of aristocracy, oppression, and racism. My name is Dr. Shiva Ayadure. I'm an MIT PhD, a Fulbright scholar, a scientist, engineer, entrepreneur, and inventor. My family and I left India to come to America on my seventh birthday. I grew up in the working class neighborhoods of New Jersey, playing baseball, mowing lawns, painting houses and coding software. My friends and neighbors are blacks, Italians, Irish, people of all races. As a 14-year-old, I wrote 50,000 lines of software code to create the world's first email system and was awarded the first U.S. copyright for email, recognizing me as its official inventor at a time when copyright was the only way to protect software inventions. I did that long before I ever came to MIT, revealing that big innovations can occur anytime, anyplace by anybody. Growing up, I saw politicians dividing us by race and religion in both America and India. 
to have us fighting each other while they remain safe in their gated communities and in their playgrounds of Hollywood, Martha's Vineyard, and Silicon Valley. I'm a fighter. I fought racism and exposed their imperialist wars, fought for workers and put my life on the line against global corruption. I never wanted to run for political office. All that changed when I saw working Americans as never before being duped by the establishment and the not-so-obvious establishment. Across left and right, we were being sold out and made to forget why we came to America and why America existed. Lawyers, academics, billionaires, celebrities and politicians, elites, Clintons, Kennedys, Bidens, Obamas, Bushes, black and white have hijacked America. They printed trillions for their friends. They delivered crumbling infrastructure, corruption and racism. They've transferred trillions to themselves, dividing black and white, fear-mongering and fake science, lockdowns and censorship, dirty air, food and water, pushing drugs upon us, making us sicker. We've been sold out, one set of rules for them and another for us. We deserve a warrior with a history of courage in putting everything on the line for you, who believes in you, not them, who has created a movement bottoms up for truth, freedom, health. I've exposed their lies at the right time never waiting until it was popular. I've exposed their false gods who exist to lead you back to them. I've exposed their fake science of lockdowns and masking and provided you solutions to fight them and win and protect your immune system, saving millions. I exposed Fauci, galvanized the fire Fauci campaign when others remained silent. When they stole our election, we sued the government and Twitter in our historic 2020 federal lawsuit, exposing in bare view the government and big tech censorship infrastructure the unholy alliance between government and social media companies. Where was Elon and his grifters? They stood by the sidelines and did nothing. They did not use their megaphones to help us when it could have made a big difference. Now our movement grows for truth, freedom, health, independent of all of them. Every day millions are learning the science of systems, the knowledge the elites do not want you to have, so you may learn how to think, stand up, and fight, independent of the establishment of left and right and their fake heroes. Now it's time for you to join the movement to win back America, to win back truth, win back freedom, win back your health. That's why I'm running for president of the United States. This race is about you. This race is about truth, freedom, health versus power, profit, control. We've had enough. They think we'll fall in line and vote again for their lawyers, celebrities, billionaires, and chosen ones from above. We choose our heroes from below, from the rank and file who do what is right at the right time, not when it's convenient and popular. They can never represent us. What America needs is a movement by the working people, for the working people, who are educated, organized, decentralized, and fight for independence from their systems of control. And that movement exists. It's ready for you. We don't need them. We need us to go bottoms up, neighbor to neighbor. My journey, your journey, are all the same. It's our time. It's time we had one of us. It's time to win back truth, freedom, health to win back America, be part of this historic movement, all the way to our victory on November 5th, 2024. If you're an American citizen, pledge your vote now for Dr. Shivaya Duray, the independent candidate for U.S. President. No matter where you live, you can be a part of this. Volunteer as little as 20 minutes a day. Don't delay. This is Dr. Shivaya Duray, and I approve this message, paid for by Dr. Shiva for President. All right, everyone, I hope that was valuable. I hope you guys learned a lot. Um, I enjoyed it. And get involved. Um, go to shivaforpresident.com. Go to truthfreedomhealth.com. And again, I just posted again the link to the event that we're hosting um, tonight that all of you are invited to. You simply have to go up and RSVP. It's very easy. Um, the, the link is up there. It's tonight at 7 p.m., which is, wow, it's one hour from now. All right. Thanks, everyone. Be well. Be the light. 
Thank you um, to all of you.